Welcome to another edition of Solid Steps Radio. How you doing, friends? This is Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. How you doing today, Kurt? Doing great, man. Good. Doing awesome. Well, we if you are just listening to our show for the very first time, we are Solid Steps Radio, and we are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. But we talk about all kinds of different topics, and the, the name Solid Steps Radio is intentional. Uh, we talk to guys, and we know some ladies listen. Thank you, ladies, for listening. Pass this on to your husbands or brothers or friends. But Solid Steps, it really it has an intention behind it, and we want you guys to walk solidly with God. And you cannot do that outside of Jesus. And we want to be a tool in your toolbox to help you do that. And we talk about all kinds of different topics today, uh, in, on different, dip, different topics. But today's topic is, is pretty specific to when this airs. We, sh- we tape these on a Tuesday and they air the following weekend. So this weekend, it's going to air on Easter weekend. And um, it, funny, a few years ago, Time Magazine did a most 100 most significant people in history, which obviously is a pretty relevant. You know, a lot of people could debate who is who. And I think the top five were, and not, maybe not this order, Abraham Lincoln, William Shakespeare, um, the prophet Muhammad, and Napoleon. Okay? But the number one person, the most significant person of all time, was a carpenter who never held an office, never had a home. Was not an author? was not an author, never wrote anything. He was Jesus of Nazareth. And so the most signif- if Time Magazine calls him the most significant person in history, um, we're going to talk this week about the most significant week in history. So, and, and we, I just love talking about Jesus, the greatest guy who's ever lived. And so, Len Moison, you're with us today, and we're just going to, we're going to talk about Jesus. Well, that sounds fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, um, you, you've been teaching about Jesus for years. Uh, you are a doctor. You got a PhD. How many years ago? Oh, golly, a long time ago. I started probably. M- millennia ago, huh? Yeah, 27 years ago. <laughs> 27, 28 years and ago. And you've been teaching the Bible for a um, boatload of years. And so we wanted to come in and just talk about this week of Easter and what, you know, we, had, we just celebrated Palm Sunday. So Jesus is coming into the city of Jerusalem. T- talk about e- e- the environment of what's going on in the city of Jerusalem. Well, I, I think it's important to first understand the, the, really the meta narrative of the Bible. Uh, and it starts with God's creation. God reveals himself to us through his creation. But unfortunately, man sinned, okay? And so God responded to that sin by judging man, but ultimately God also provided a way out. And God, through his grace, provided the temple and, the, and really the feasts uh, in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, he established a new covenant with man through Jesus Christ. So we can talk a little bit about that later, but effectively that's the narrative. And it comes through scripture. As a matter of fact, I just finished a whole series on Christ and the gospel in the Old Testament. And really everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus Christ and more importantly, points to the, the death, burial, and crucifixion of Christ. And so that has to begin. And what's interesting about it is it begins on Palm Sunday, the real, the real end of the narrative or the beginning of the narrative. Uh, and it starts with the triumphal entry. Jesus is entering Jerusalem. And what's interesting about it is that his disciples warned him against going to Jerusalem. In fact, he said he had a bigger picture in mind. And so he went to Jerusalem for the triumphal entry. And he stayed in Jerusalem. He, he moved in and out of Jerusalem 
came back to Jerusalem on Thursday, had the Last Supper on Thursday, um, was arrested on Thursday, uh, crucified on Friday, um, buried that same day, and rose on Sunday. And, and what's interesting about that, if you take a look at the Passover, Monday and Tuesday of this week uh, was the Passover, mm-hmm. and we celebrate it uh, also uh, in Christendom. Uh, it's interesting, we have a Passover Seder actually Thursday night simply because it was convenient in our calendar. But what's interesting about that Passover is that it, it signified um, the real freeing of Jerusalem, or actually of the Jews, from Egypt. And Egypt, in Scripture, of course, is a symbol of sin. So essentially, if you take a look at the picture of what happened there, God told them to, to select a lamb. And they selected a lamb on the 10th of Nisan. And actually, the Jewish calendar begins with this. The Passover is really the biggest deal uh, on the Jewish calendar. Mm -hmm. So it started on the 10th of Nisan. They would examine, really, the lamb for four days, and then they would slay the lamb. And of course, they would examine to determine whether or not it was perfect. If if, if, If it had any imperfections, then they'd have to select a new lamb. But they, uh, they examined that lamb for four days. And you know what's interesting about that, I, uh, as a side note, I, I, I've taught this in my class where you know if there are kids in that family, uh, they've grown some affection Close that. to that little animal. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But they would slay the lamb and then uh, effectively eat the lamb. They would be nourished by its body, but they had to put the blood on the doorpost. They didn't know what that was about. They had no idea. But effectively, God did. And so by faith, they put that blood on the doorpost. Well, what's interesting about it is that Jesus, if you think of Jesus entering, and he did enter on the 10th of Nisan at Jerusalem, uh, he was... The, the time of Passover. I mean, that's why he was known as the Passover Lamb of God. Absolutely. And he was examined, really, for four days. He came back into Jerusalem on the 14th, uh, and he was captured... Uh, tried and crucified um, and buried. Uh, And what's interesting about it is that the blood of the lamb, the real lamb, saves us. So there's lots of imagery, and we miss it. And actually, this time in Judaism, they celebrate three feasts, the the feast of the Passover. Well, Jesus is our Passover lamb. Mm -hmm. The feast of unleavened bread. Well, unleavened bread was about getting sin out of your life, leaven out of your life. And so they would, they would actually search the house for any leaven uh, that had yeast in it. They'd get rid of it, uh, and they served matzah, unleavened bread. But effectively, it was the concept of getting the sin out of your life. Well, Jesus is our perfect sinless lamb. And, you can say, and, and, and then the final day of Passover, which is the eighth day, is, is called first fruits, the feast of first fruits. Well, Jesus is our first fruit. Uh, the one who was Rose resurrected from the, from the grave. So uh, <laughs> this is just really exciting, lively time. I didn't know about this uh, when I was younger. I mean, I knew about it. I learned about it. I went to um, Catholic schools, Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. So you couldn't escape there <laughs> without knowing about this. And, and I'm thankful uh, to, to the nuns and priests who taught me that. But my mother-in-law was really the one who connected the dots for me. Put it all together. Put it all together and brought it to life. And so for me, this is really a fun time. If you take a look at, again, that meta-narrative um, that God created, man destroyed, um, 
God judge man. As a matter of fact, Romans tells us that God is what? God is just, but also God is the justifier. So, so he is just in his, in his righteousness. And, and a lot of people take about, talk about the love of God. Okay, well, God's most outstanding quality is not necessarily his love. It's his holiness. And so for him not to judge for our sin would really lack justice. And so he is the just in that he really did condemn our sin and judged somebody for our sin. But there's this concept of substitutionary atonement Mm. in which we had a substitute and the substitute was Jesus. And Jesus then took our sin upon him so that we wouldn't have to face. We deserve to die. The judgment did come. Judgment came, but it came not for us, it came for Jesus. And so that substitutionary, substitutionary atonement brought our redemption. And our redemption is what we celebrate because it's not just the death, burial, and, and, and death and burial of Christ; it's the resurrection of Christ. Amen. And so I like to call it. As a matter of fact, Easter is really um, comes from paganism. The whole concept of Easter was a celebration of fertility, and there's Easter bunnies, and there's all kinds of things. Well, what we did. Uh, in Christendom is that we incorporated some of that into, and there's nothing wrong with that, we incorporated into our tradition. But ultimately, everything is about the resurrection of Christ. Um, And and that's why this time of year, Christians, we get really excited. I mean, we get really pumped up because this is the turning point when, when we should have been judged, when condemnation should have come to us, shame and guilt and condemnation, it all went on Jesus. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the, uh, in the, in, in our upcoming segment, but, um, but he's, he's now he's, he's entering into Jerusalem and there's all this triumphal, uh, you know, what we call as, you know, Palm Sunday, they're taking palms and they're, and they're celebrating this, the Jesus coming into, into Jerusalem. H- how can it be, Lynn, that, there's so much excitement, and yet in just a few days, they're going to kill him. How can that happen? Well, you, you know, you take a look at that contrast. Here is a huge, major celebration, and then all of a sudden, a few days later, there's a condemnation and a death and a crucifixion, the most heinous form of death there is. And, and I think, essentially, first of all, it was because it was God-ordained. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, but I think also, if you think about it, the Pharisees and the Sadducees had lots of control over the people. If you think about it, people were deathly afraid of being expelled from the synagogue. Uh, and in fact, if they were followers of Christ, that's exactly what happened. Oh, we're going to take a break here, and we're going to come right back in and talk about Jesus and go- coming through the whole week of Easter. And uh, we'll take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Sadler. We're here with Lynn Moisen, and we are talking about the most important week in history, the week of uh, Holy Week of Jesus coming into Jerusalem and Easter weekend, and uh, about his resurrection, that uh, kind of a big day. And uh, if your flooring needs resurrecting, you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One. They are the best flooring company in town. They really do, because I just got some new flooring. There you go. Uh, Vision First is a sponsor of our show. They help us see around here, help me see anyway. I'm wearing glasses right now from Vision First. L&N Credit Union, great lending institution there. 
Uh, Bright Star Home Care. They help with folks who've made, if you have loved ones who need home care uh, and you don't want to uh, go a different direction, then there are great folks to talk to in regards to coming in and helping uh, your loved ones in their home care. And then also Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. they got tons of great summer camps coming up this summer. So please uh, look into them to, um, for any of your children's needs this summer. So we're talking about Jesus this whole Holy Week, and I, I just marvel at Jesus because I, when I think about, you know, after his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension, a hundred years after that, Jesus's momentum is continuing. And, you know, you think about, jump ahead a thousand years after his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, what's happening with Jesus' movement? It's continuing to grow. Much of Europe is is impacted. And so... Uh, and now here we are 2,000 years later. We're continuing to celebrate the life and ministry of Jesus. He's come in on a, on a Sunday uh, to Palm Sunday. Um, but talk a little bit, Lynn, about his humanity because he, he gets, he's hungry. Th- this week he curses the fig tree because there's no figs on it, demonstrating um, his judgment on Israel and their unbelief. But also he was hungry, and, 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 and then he, he becomes, um, uh, he weeps over Jerusalem. He's brokenhearted over his people, and yet then he becomes angry, and he clears the temple. Talk a little bit about his humanity. Well, well Jesus was certainly perfectly human, but he was also perfectly divine. And I think some people forget about the divine side. They will agree that he existed and that he was human and he was a good man, but they won't believe and don't acknowledge that he was divine. What's interesting about that triumphal entry is that it starts, I mean, effectively, and it's purposeful, Jesus comes in riding how? On, on a donkey, uh, on, the, on the back of a, an ass. Uh, and essentially, that, that's a combination of humility but also royalty. Um, and so Jesus is coming in. He's being praised by everybody with palms and and particularly the children and the Pharisees and Sadducees are upset about this. They're not just upset. And, and, and they confront him. And they essentially said, effectively, these people are acknowledging you as God. What are you going to do about it? And what did Jesus say to them? Haven't you read? Uh, so <laughs> If they don't, the rocks will cry out. He was, a, he was an annoyance to the, to the leaders and to the Jewish leaders. And, and sure enough, when all of the triumphal entry is ended, he goes, where does he go? He, he goes straight over to the temple. And what does he do? He gets rid of the money changers, overturns the temple. Well, that just irritates him further. <laughs> so, so, so Jesus is a real interesting guy. Uh, from a, he's, a, he's God, but he's also an interesting guy because effectively he was not a wuss. A lot of times he's portrayed as this you know, kind of gen- gentle, loving, and he was a loving person, but he was also the kind of person, as you described, who got angry, who got hungry, who did a lot of stuff, and he also had fun. Uh, I, I loved, um, at, at Southeast, we used to do the Easter pageant, and I loved the portrayal of Jesus at the wedding feast, having fun, dancing, uh, interacting, and I think that's every bit uh, what Jesus was about. Uh, so essentially, he came here, he experienced love and hate and sorrow uh, and joy, uh, just like all of us do. And, and yet at the same time, uh, and I think of the verse in Philippians, 
have this mind in you, which is in Christ Jesus, who, being the very equal to, to God, did not consider equality something to be grasped, but instead he humbled himself, and he came to earth, and he died. And effectively, it says further that he died uh, on the cross, which was the most heinous form of death at the time. So you've got Jesus in his humility coming to earth. I, 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 rem- I remember that verse where he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And, and you're thinking of a, of a parent. How often have I, have I stretched out my arms to you? And yet you're, you're a stubborn and stiff-necked people. You rebel. And, and essentially, Jesus was frustrated with Israel. Uh, because he wanted them to, to essentially turn to God in a real way, not in a symbolic or traditional way. Re- a religiosity way. That's what he was really addressing. Oh, sure. And, and, and a lot of the traditions of Judaism uh, um, really flew in the face of his kingdom and what he was trying to teach people. And, and some grasped it, but most did not. So essentially, I can see easily how you can come in for the triumphal entry on Sunday, and by Thursday or Friday, have everybody against you. That's uh, that's amazing. And so, okay, so let's. Uh, he he comes in on on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. I mean, we we could address that, in, but that's another day. Well, let's yeah. let's let's move to Wednesday. What's going on Wednesday and Thursday? Well, he actually moved in and out of Israel, and mm-hmm. he moved in and out of Ju- I should say Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially. Of course, again, uh, my Catholic heritage, we had names for every every day of the week because it's called Passion Week, yes. and it's a week in which we remember and celebrate. So Wednesday was considered Spy Wednesday. Uh, that was a time, supposedly, when Judas, and we don't know the exact timing, but a time when Jewish, Judas went to the, church, the, the, the synagogue leaders and went to them and betrayed Jesus. He set that up on Wednesday. Well, on Thursday was the time of the Last Supper, and we celebrate the Last Supper. Uh, some say it was a Passover Seder, others do not. Of course, it didn't occur on the Passover, which is interesting because there are actually a couple of different Passovers, but that's a, that's a, that's a that's discussion a, for another time. Yes. But, but essentially, so, so, so Thursday, we celebrate the Last Supper, and essentially, Jesus also washed the feet of his disciples. And of course, that's called. What's, you, you what, would you mention earlier, Kurt? Was it, what's, you oh, told Monday, me that Monday Thursday. Yeah, yeah. How do you spell that? M A U N D Y. Yeah. What's the, oh, I didn't have a Catholic background. We we had a Baptist background. But, but they call it that in in, in the Catholic Church. As oh, well. oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So Thursday. it was. I, I remember vividly when I was uh, a little kid. You know, growing up, we we'd go in. It was quiet and candles and very very solemn. And it's the Monday Thursday service vividly remember that. And it's a foot washing service. Mm-hmm. And essentially, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. So essentially, and then that night, you've got the scene in the garden uh, where he is praying uh, so intensely that he sweat blood. Uh, and, and, and I think Jesus in his humanity was dealing with mixed emotions. You know, uh, Father, he, he wanted to be released from it. But it, he finally decided it wasn't his will, but God's will. And so, but you could see in the midst of this, this turmoil, tension, this tension. prayer, uh, and, and I don't know that I've ever prayed that intensely, uh, but essentially we have a model of somebody travailing in, in the Lord's presence 
so much so that he had to be comforted at that point. And then he went back and found the disciples sleeping, and ultimately he was arrested. So um, he, he needed to be comforted. And, and then what happened? Well, uh, and actually an angel came to yeah. him and comforted him. And, yeah. um, um, and, and then I think also strengthened him as a reminder that he was about to perform a supernatural task that had been foreordained. Mm. Back up just a little bit. Um, and then uh, uh, he, he was also greatly, I think, encouraged by a dear friend, Mary, who anointed him um, earlier. Uh, had to have been a great encouragement and a comfort to him as, hey, we're here for you. We love you. You know, Mary and Martha and Lazarus had been raised from the dead. Um, we're, we're rooting you on here. They don't fully understand what's going on. But they, their friendship had to be a, a huge blessing to him in, in this week of, of turmoil. Sure. Well, Mary and Martha are an interesting study in and of themselves in humanity. Um, <laughs> but we can, uh, we can deal with that a little bit later. Essentially, Jesus certainly loved them. Uh, and certainly, they were an encouragement to Jesus as he was to them. So um, let, let's, let, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back with... Uh, Thursday and then the the Friday, what really happened to Jesus, not just physically, but then spiritually. So yeah, we'll take a break. We're coming back with Lynn Moyson. We're talking about the last week of Jesus's life before he uh, passed away. And, but there's Sunday's coming. That's what they tell us, right? And then that's what we celebrate Easter. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. 